Hello, everybody. What you're about to hear is a segment from a Patreon-exclusive episode. If you like what you hear, go ahead to patreon.com slash abucketcast and uh, consider signing up for only $2 a month. That's just 50 cents or less a week. You get a lot more content, including uh, weekly bonus episodes or whole video library, much other shit. And, uh, you know, if you, uh, you want to give us five bucks and be in our secret Coop membership program, we'll uh, mention you on our regular episodes of the podcast. That's pretty cool, huh? Yeah, neat. Anyway, go to patreon.com slash abucketcast. Anyway, here's the episode. Enjoy. Hello, I'm Britton. And I'm Spencer. In 1993, when I was just five years old... I bought my first album, and that was Retroactive by Def Leppard. And when I was uh, sometime in the late 90s, mid to late 90s, maybe between five and nine years old, I bought my first album, which was Weird Al's Dare to be Stupid from 1985. Today, we're going to talk about those albums. This is Getting First. And album cast. Oh, hey, bitch. Uh, whoa. All right. I'm talking to the viewer, not oh. you. Yeah, I know, but that's still, that feels like a little aggressive language. What's up, bitch? No, yeah. it's like a you my bitch kind of yeah, bo- like, my like, bottom bitch. Kinda. Like a Freddy Krueger kind of bitch, you yes, know? Yes, our bottom bitch is watching this. All right. Our our podcast bottom bitch. Uh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Okay, so this was my idea, so I guess I should do the intro here. Yeah, I um, Okay, this popped into my head the other day. I was thinking about it. We talk about music a lot on mm-hmm. here. Like, we're constantly talking about yeah. music that we like and that we don't like and all this stuff. But we haven't, I don't really think, talked a whole lot about how we got into music outside of, you know, that the, the episode about Thrash that we did. Um, so I was thinking, like, how cool would it be to revisit the very first albums that we bought with our own money? Mm-hmm. Uh, and we just talk about those. We re- re-listen to them. For me, it's been a long time yeah. since I've listened to... Uh, I've never listened to your album, mm-hmm. and I, you know, it's been a long time since I listened to my album, so uh, I thought it could be fun. Uh, and yes, for the record, I did look up, I did try to find some erotic fan fiction for either of these artists, and I did find some <laughs> some Def Leppard oh, erotic fanfic. Uh, I'm sure there's some Weird Al stuff too, tongue and I could not find any Weird really? Al stuff, which surprises be me because I'm sure. Come on. Yeah, I'm sure people want to fuck Weird Al. Yeah. Like he's hot. People want to fuck yeah. him. Surely. Hell yeah. Weird Al's got like these very weird dad vibes that are yeah, still hot. but it, but he has a yeah. massive fucking cock, and oh, he you know just it. like he knows anyone, how to use anyone it. Anyone who plays accordion seriously mm-hmm. hangs fucking dong, huge dong, huge dong, tremendous dong. dong. Any, uh, yeah. Anyways, so I looked for that. I didn't find a lot of it, but okay. So tell me about your pick first. Well, it wasn't, I didn't, I, well, I guess I did pick it, but I picked it like when you were five, 20, 28 <laughs> years ago now. Uh-huh. So obviously it's still representative of your musical taste. Yeah, totally. Um, so 
like as far back as I can remember, you know, my, my parents always tried to expose me to music, you know, yeah. my, my dad grew up playing in bands and stuff. And so they were always like really into music. And, um, I, I remember them like exposing me to Def Leppard. And at the time I wasn't a big fan really of their sound until I heard, uh, the single off of this album, which, uh, I'll get into, it was actually the reason they made the album. Um, a song called Two Steps Behind. And for some reason, it like uh-huh. really connected to a five-year-old me. Would you sing a, sing a bit of that song for us? Um, walk away if you need to. It's okay if you want to. Because you can run, but you can never hide. From that shadow <laughs> that's creeping up inside you. And there's magic running <laughs> through your soul. But you can't have it all. Bum, bum, bum. Whatever you do, I'll be two steps behind you wherever you go. And I'll be there to remind you. That it only takes a minute of your precious time So turn around, cause I'll be two sips behind That's the acoustic version Nice, um, nice, yeah uh, Interesting that, you know, child you was so interested in, in power ballads I And that's the thing, is because now, as you probably know Except for sometimes power metal ballads uh-huh. I hate power ballads Guess what I also hate? power ballads yes but you you (laughs) like them more than i do like Uh, you're on record liking more things like bon jovi and things like sure that's that's true hate that shit well i I mean mean, i don't i don't i don't i don't don't hate it it is just not for me like it's against my sensibilities i'm just like this song is too long like there's way too much fucking reverb in this goddamn mix like i'm just like it's not i'd rather listen to something else fair yeah fair yeah yeah i would say like i do like some of them that, that mm. is true. Yeah. Uh, my taste is very discerning. I do feel like though, I, I like there are a couple of caveats, things that I do not like. Yeah. Like I do not like ones that just go on too long. I feel like mm-hmm. five minutes is the cutoff. If your song is not fading out by the time it reaches the five minutes mark, it, I'm out it, of here. It depends. I mean, there are some like extra long ones. Like I think winds of change is really mm. long. Wind of Change is... That's uh, a fucking sick-ass song. Yeah, it's a fucking sick-ass song. I believe it is five minutes and 43 seconds. I could yeah, be wrong. Yeah, it's though. a little bit longer than five minutes. It, but it it's is, like, but yeah. It, it's, it's, it's definitely... like That's a perfectly written song. Oh, it's fucking and there, great. And there, yeah. there are definitely exceptions to like my rule on power ballads. And there's mm-hmm. definitely like a couple long ones that I really love, but they are very few, very far between. Mm-hmm. And especially like you know the 80s, 90s sound, especially like Def Leppard sound, I don't like Def Leppard's like, big albums, like Pyromania... Pyromania is tight. Like I I'm not. A, I'm I not actually huge, don't like those. So albums I'm not a big fan of of Hysteria. A lot of people like Hysteria, and I think it's pretty good. But it's not my favorite. I. But when I was younger, it's been a long time, admittedly. But when I was younger, I really liked Pyromania. I thought that record was awesome. But I mean, it's it's really well written music. I just. For some reason, I just really don't like the production. Oh my god! See, the, the it, production's what it, I love about it. Like, it Ma, is incredible. Ma, Ma Lang's production, what we what he did with them was super interesting because it's super guitar saturated, and it's like the vocals have like a billion harmonies, yeah. and it's like, but but they're the all drums they're sound all really enormous, weird harmonies. They're all just like like an octave lower fifth, so everything sounds like. Bah, bah. 
Uh, yeah. it's, it's like it's it's all it's it's a very unique sound though. It's, like that's what I it's like a very about unique it. sound, but yeah. I actually don't like that sound. Mm-hmm. And so this uh the the single on this album is a Def Leppard song that doesn't sound like that. It's true, it doesn't. Yeah. And so that that was kind of what drew me to it. Um but uh let me let me give some back background information on this album. Okay. So uh Retroactive, it's a compilation album uh by Def Leppard released in 1993. Mm-hmm. Um the album features touched up versions of B-sides and previously unreleased songs from the band's recording sessions from 84 to 93. Mm-hmm. Uh, during that time, they only released uh, five albums and uh, they used retroactive to kind of like be a treat for diehard fans, but also mm-hmm. be kind of the swan song and like the final album for their Steve Clark era. And Steve Clark was mm-hmm. their other guitarist who's not uh, Phil Collin. Yeah. Who's their guitarist who's like always been there. And he died in 1991. Of alcohol poisoning. Um, and was replaced with legendary Dio guitarist uh, Vivian Campbell. Mm-hmm. And in as much, this is actually the first Def Leppard album on which Vivian Campbell records. Mm-hmm. Um, which is pretty cool. I, I didn't it know It is pretty that. cool, yeah. And I, I'm going to be honest. I had no idea Vivian Campbell ended up in Def Leppard after Dio. Yeah, I didn't really I know that no idea until Before today. today, yeah. Yeah, and I was like, no shit? I was like, huh. That's his gig and has been for the last, like, 30 years? I thought he went back to Dio at one point. He might have, but he's been, like, Def Leppard's second guitarist for 30 years. So Holy shit. I was like, not aware of that. Yeah, yeah. He's, that he's still it. their guitarist. Yeah, so huh. even if he went back with Dio, he's remained with Def Leppard. Forever a Def Leppard. Indeed. He, yeah. he is a uh, uh, Def um, Comedy Jam. I don't know. Def Campbell Def, Jam. Def Comedy Leopard. Can- Campbell, Campbell-y Leopard. Mm-hmm. Um, Def no. Leopard Fight for New York. It's a reference to a video game. Uh, Def Jam Fight for New York. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Um, the okay. the yeah, Def Jam fighting that. game. Yeah, I remember. Well, it's more that. of a wrestling game, really. Yeah. But like, it's oh, a, there were there were two Def Jam mm-hmm. games. Yeah, yeah, they're both like kind of wrestling games. Well, yeah, because one of them uh, was actually made to be a wrestling game, mm-hmm. but then like uh, it got scrapped and like the they switched companies. I think that's when WWE made the switch to like two K games or whatever. Mm. Um, and so they they. St- had this mostly made game and they're like, well, what IP can we get? And they just put a bunch of rappers in there and it was so successful that they just made another one, which is yeah. sick as hell. Yeah. I played, uh, or I, I did not play the second one. Mm-hmm. I played the first one, um, on PS2. I remember when that came out and I was like, Oh, all these rappers are in it. That's tight. And I got stoked and I played it. And then I was like, Oh, this is wrestling. <laughs> and then I was like, mm. and I kind of soured on it. Weak. I d- anyway, I d- so I d- the I cover art to uh, Retroactive um, is yeah. it's pretty cool. It's it's a photo that's like a woman in a vanity mirror, but it's it's made in such a way that it's like a circular mirror, mm-hmm. and there's like a doily lace thing going on underneath it, so it looks like a skull. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's based on um, a work of art from 1892, uh, Alan Gilbert's All is Vanity. Mm. And uh, yeah, it's, it's a pretty cool recreation of it. it it's just a cool album cover but mm-hmm. it really doesn't fit Def Leppard at all to be honest like, uh, it'd be yeah, a way cooler yeah. like 
metal out like it's a it's a prog metal album cover to be honest it really is like it looks like it should be uh the album cover for like a forbidden album or something yeah like, yeah or like a like a early queens reich or even or like honestly, a crimson glory honestly like opeth sure or an opeth, opeth album cover right there i could see uh, an opeth yeah for uh, sure 100 percent. yeah it's a cool album cover yeah um let me tell you about some of this uh uh def leppard fanfic that i read today um Fine. Just for a sec here. Okay. Um, Do that. I I found one that I was like considering reading on the show, but then disappointingly, I read the whole thing and because I was waiting for it to build up to the sex, mm-hmm. and then it doesn't describe the sex. And oh, I was like, yada yada yada's the sex. Yeah, and I, I was know. like, I was like, fanfic author. Uh, I really wanted to know. Uh, all about how Kirk Hammett pounded Phil Collins' butthole. Like I really wanted to know oh, that it was a, it was a Metallica. <laughs> yes, it was. Also, Kirk Hammett does not top. No, he, he does not. not a top. It was very surprising to we me. We don't know. But one well, in that. The, in this story, Kirk no. Hammett tops Phil Collins. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I know. That's, I know. That's not fan fiction. That's fan fantasy. That's. <laughs> That's not ever gonna happen, baby. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, I, I read it, it all, and it was it was nice. I also read one today that was a uh, <laughs> some Megadeth one, which I think we should actually read this one on the on the cast at some point. But it's a uh, Dave Mustaine and uh, David Ellison, and it's written from <laughs> David Ellison's perspective. Oh, great! And Dave Mustaine makes him wear panties, uh-huh. and then it turns into like a whole thing. Yep. It's pretty good. Uh-huh. Yeah. It was great. I <laughs> Anyway, so uh I don't know, do we want to go through this track by track cuz I have notes on every single track I listen to from all each album. That's deep. Uh yeah. I mean, we can. I did not take track by track notes. Oh. More like general impressions. Well. Um but I but yeah, share share them with me. Let's go. Uh so, yeah, yeah, starting out um first track on the album is a song called desert song and it's probably, uh, yeah, it's yeah. one of my favorite songs on the album. i it's honestly that was my favorite one on yeah, the album yeah, the, for the sure riffs are fucking cool the phrasing's yeah. really cool it's, it's way it more metal than of like a buckethead song at a lot of points I, yeah yeah like except the production's very different very mm-hmm. mutt lang uh the production's a lot more like guitar centric i feel and it's got the big drums and also yeah it's got the fucking super reverby drums and that's the thing about mm-hmm. about fucking uh uh, Def Leppard that's very unique is like there's super reverby drums, but the guitars are very isolated yeah, and very panned. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the, the vocals actually aren't like super they, loud. They aren't, they aren't super layered in this. Like, they're it's not, a li- they're it a little, depends. They're a, a little bit like some, more mellow. There's some tracks in here, especially there was one where they added guitars and there's a ton of like super layered shit. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just saying for this song in particular. Oh like, yeah, th- it's this not song. As... No, this song is kind of. It, it definitely sounds like it could have been recorded live. In the fact that it's like it sounds like a band playing mm-hmm. for the most part. It does. Yeah. Um, it's it's pretty cool. It's one of my favorite songs on this album. Um, it's very reverby in that Mutt Lang type of way. Uh, interestingly enough, though, this is uh, this album was not produced by Mutt Lang. Obviously, a lot of the songs before were like recorded and like semi-produced by Mutt Lang. Mm-hmm. But Mutt Lang actually didn't record this album, but it sounds like a Mutt Lang album because yeah. I mean most of the tracks here well, were and, recorded by him, and so. that is the Def Leppard sound. Yeah. So you would you would expect that, mm-hmm. you know, it sounds how you would expect mostly yeah. for a Def Leppard album to sound. Yeah, 
that being said, th- this album on a whole, I felt like was very, it was very mellow. For the most part, like, yeah. It's, it, it's it, a little easier I feel like listening. it starts off a little heavier than, mm-hmm. and then it just like, kind of loses that and becomes a lot of very ballad It's 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 mixed. I mean, the, the album's pretty diverse. There are several ballads to it, but you expect that, like, you know, any Def Leppard album is going to be half ballads, no matter what, because that's kind of their brand, you know? I guess so. They, it's it's they either got that some... or, like, a little harder, like, like kind of arena rock stuff. And Definitely, so yeah. It's, it's usually a mix of that. Uh, it felt a little toned down on the arena arena rock vibes. Yeah, in but yeah, in as much, though, there was, like, a couple covers and stuff, so it wasn't all original. And then there's also uh, three songs with both, uh, like, or two songs with both, like, acoustic and electric versions. That's uh, that are like repeated, and and one of them has an acoustic, electric, and piano version, <laughs> which is like okay, three of the same song on an album. That's fine, I guess. Um, we should note also it's not considered an album; it's considered a compilation. Yeah, well, it, a compilation album. Yeah, it's a compilation album. So yeah, it is. It is a compilation album. So you know, this would count as an album to their record company. Yes, correct. Yeah. Yeah, yes, because there is original material on here, mm-hmm. uh, and it's stuff that was previously previously unreleased on albums from that record company. Correct. So this might have been a thing just to like get out of a long record contract. Who knows? It's certainly possible. Yeah. Uh, second song, uh, "Fractured Love." Um, it's a pretty cool song with an interesting rhythmic foundation. It starts off with like just like rhythm and vocals for like a minute and a half, which is kind of interesting and something I did not excuse me, really expect um, from Def Leppard. But it's pretty awesome. Um, it was an unreleased outtake from the Hysteria Sessions, which yeah. apparently Hysteria was recorded between 1984 and 1987. It was a three-year period they recorded I heard that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard that a long time ago. Huh. I forgot that was a thing, though. Yeah, that's kind of nuts. That's, that is kind of nuts. That's a long time to be working on something. Especially in the 80s. Yeah, but it is like one of the best-selling rock albums of all time. It sold over 20 million copies, which is fucking insane. It really fucking is. Um, Well, yeah, wait, didn't they start recording it and then the the accident with the drummer happened? And then they that kind of prolonged the recording of the album? Oh, maybe it did. I'm pretty sure that was part of that. That makes sense, yeah. Um, After Fractured Love, we have Action which is a cover of a sweet song from 1975. Right. It was a pretty fun song. It's a pretty fun song, yeah. When uh listen to the original cuz I'd never heard it before. It was it was that was a pretty fun song too. I like Sweet. Sweet makes some cool stuff. They do. They they're one of those bands that is like very covered. Yeah, like, they're they're a band lot. who yeah. like you look up a song that you're like, "Oh, that's a cool old song that I recognize." And you're like, "Oh, it's that band again." You know. It's one of those For ones sure. like Steeler's Wheel or whatever where you're just like, "Huh, well, that's okay." I don't know they did that many like actual hits. Yeah. Um Yeah, it's pretty wild. It's a it, it sounds like a really good theme to like an 80s camp comedy. <laughs> yeah, it really fucking movie. Does, it was, yeah. It was, it, was a, it was a fucking cool yeah, song. It was a it fun really song. Does, yeah. It didn't really sound that much like Def Leppard and I kind of no, liked it for that. They really didn't, yeah. All right. And then um after that track 4, we've got Two Steps Behind, which is the reason that I bought this album. Yes. Um, this, this song wrecked me back in the day. They played it a ton on mix 103.1 mix 103.1. My mom, the best mix of the eighties, nineties and today. today. 
And that's all you get for free. Thanks for listening. Uh, if you want to hear the rest of it, go to patreon.com slash abucketcast and support independent podcasting today. Bye, motherfuckers.